This episode of Put Your Hands Together is sponsored by Bitch Sesh. Bitch Sesh is back this week with new weekly bonus episodes available exclusively on Stitcher Premium. Casey Wilson and Danielle Schneider love The Real Housewives, and they're sharing that excitement with you on Bitch Sesh. Listen to hear the ladies dish on the season's wildest moments and bring you some super special guests that you won't hear on regular episodes. Don't be tardy for the party. Listen to the new Bitch Sesh bonus episodes now on Stitcher Premium. Go to stitcherpremium.com slash housewives and use the promo code PYHT for a free month of listening. That's stitcherpremium.com slash housewives and promo code PYHT. Enjoy! Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your What's hands up, everybody? Thanks for coming out to the UCB! Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Please sit off your cell phones and please put your hands together for your host, Let Cameron Esposito! Put your hands together. Get ready to cover your hands together. Put your hands together. Hello! Let's hear it from me, Cameron Esposito! It's okay. It's all right. You're okay. You're okay. You can walk at a normal speed. Everything's fine. I think you did a great job of ducking, though. I thought that was actually like a very smooth move. I thought that was very cool. Uh, let's hear it for all these people sitting down so nicely, just not even making a big problem, just being rad. Oh, friends. It's well. It's really nice to be here. We've got great comics on the show tonight. They can hear you. Let's hear it for those comics. Uh, my wife and co-host, Rhea Butcher, is on tour. Hello, Rhea. We all say hello. Hello, Rhea. Have a great time. Uh, wherever the fuck you are, I can't remember. Uh, I leave tomorrow to go on tour. We're, on, we're in the midst of spending five weeks apart. It is making me weird. It is making me so weird. I'm saying yes to a lot of plans. That's weird of me. I usually say no to plans. I'm saying yes like this. Yes! Yeah, get me out of here! I have to take sleeping pills. This is true. It's okay. Don't laugh at me! That's, I've never, never has a, has a stand-up comic ever said, don't laugh at me! <laughs> Only you laugh when I want. No, it's ridiculous. I do have to take sleeping pills. I'm very scared of everything. And then all night I just go like, what's that? Who? Who is that? What is that? What is that? And then I have a tiny dog. And usually he's chill, but can I tell you the worst thing that's, that ever happened to me? Thank you. In our prior apartment, um, we had a bathroom that was like, you had to go, th- you had to walk through the bathroom uh, out of the bedroom into the rest of the apartment. So like an ensuite bathroom, but like also a, Railroad style bath. <laughs> and um, one night, we would leave the door open between the bathroom and the bedroom, and one night the um, wiring started to become terrible, and the lights started to turn on in the middle of the night by themselves. And then our dog started to bark at those lights. <laughs> That is a Cameron Esposito recipe for disaster. It's just like somebody turning on a light, but it's nobody. And then a dog like, 
That's not even happening. Murph's being chill. He is sleeping like... Usually he sleeps kind of in a curled up ball, but I think because Rio's gone, he's sleeping like fully next to me. Like his whole body touching me because he's like, I'm, we're like, we're missing our pack. So yeah, he's sleeping long on me. And then he does sleep sometimes between my legs, long. And then he also does sleep, because he, he crawls under the covers head first. So it's like head down, legs up here. So then in the middle of the night, I do get scared of nothing. And then I move my body around, and then he wakes up just for a second and um, kicks me in the crotch with two legs. <laughs> like a swimmer, take it like. <laughs> poof, poof. <laughs> two legs right in the crotch, and I say, Oh, that makes me feel much more calm. Thank you, Murph. <laughs> um, oh, but you know what? I fucking set up my own phone today. Wow, thank you. Round of applause. Wow. I can't do anything related to technology. I did have to call Rhea. Rhea did have to be on the computer phone while I had two other phones trying to communicate with each other. But I took the SIM card out all by myself. I don't actually think I had to. Later, I found out because they just communicated a different way. But I did it anyway just to like prove I could. And my phone works. And I did it all by myself. I walked to the technology store to get a little screen cover because I drop everything all the time. And when I went to the technology store, I walked in. And this was what was happening, okay? Look, this is just really what happened. I walked in and I heard what I thought was somebody yelling at customer service. But I put a little more of my attention and I figured out that, so the employee of the technology store um, had a telephone that was on speaker and was holding up to his laptop and definitely playing Arnold Schwarzenegger lines to yell at customer service for him. Do you understand what I'm describing to you? And honestly, like, I'm kind of a big, like, Schwarzenegger head. I don't even know what movie that was. It was a lot of, like, I don't play these kind of games. And then the, and then it was all on speaker. I could hear the person being like, what kind of games, sir? I'm doing my best to serve you. And then the guy was fast forwarding to, like, he must have had, like, a YouTube clip. I don't understand what I walked into. Also, the guy, like, there wasn't, there weren't other people around. He wasn't doing this, like, for an audience of middle schoolers. He was, like, prank calling customer service alone in a store. Arnold Schwarzenegger has such a recognizable voice, too. I, I don't think customer service ever picked up on it, but maybe they did, and you just are trained that you can't accuse someone of being Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> If it sounds like it's Arnold, just like go along with it. <laughs> Pretend you don't notice. Anyway, so like Kevin McAllister's grown up and is working at the technology store <laughs> in my neighborhood <laughs> with like a talk boy. <laughs> Get out of here, you filthy animals, or whatever the hell he says. Um, I don't know, friends. That was a weird one. What would you have done? I did nothing. I went like, 
I'm not noticing at all, but I should have been like, what movie was that? That was stupid. I should have asked him to pass the phone over and then I take over. No, I can't be mean to customer service. I can't. They're just doing their jobs. It's not their fault. Um, what a weird couple days, huh? The, all of us were attacked when the president's lawyer's office was raided. <laughs> legally. That was a tough day for our nation. When we were all, as a unit of people that agree with each other about everything in our one body. <laughs> under God. That, that guy's out of his mind. Sometimes when I'm on stage, I will put one arm here because I'm resting my other arm here, like make a little tripod. But I do agree that power stance is with your chest exposed because you're like, I'm so tough, I, I'm showing you my chest. Like, I think that's powerful. So I feel like when he's trying to look like... <laughs> when he was... Talking about it. The president. Just like. <laughs> I thought he was gonna pop himself. <laughs> He's holding his body so close, which, like, obviously is like a chill stance that proves, like, for sure I'm telling the 100% truth. Let me show you. I'm gonna fold my body in on itself. I'll show you my organs, and you can tell when you look at my organs on the outside of my body because I've popped, then you'll know I didn't lie. These are the clear, clear organs of a non-liar. <laughs> that guy doesn't have clear organs. What am I talking about? Dusty organs, so drippy. Can you imagine how drippy his organs are? Drippier than all of ours, right? Gooey. That's not a weight thing. That's a, what is he made of thing. <laughs> garbage pile um anyway yes our president is a garbage pile i'm really also like just how quickly it's now just like the president's lawyer's lawyer and i'm like fuck like that's yeah like yes lawyers need lawyers sometimes but like the president's lawyer's lawyer. Like, how far is it going to go? Lawyer's lawyer's lawyer. Lawyer's 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 lawyer. <laughs> like, honestly, it could keep... Do you realize that this could... It's a fucking mirror looking at a mirror? Just... <laughs> it's like Ray trying to find her parents. Who are they? <laughs> Such a... Wow, Cameron, that was like a really good specific... The Last Jedi reference. No, I agree. I, re I rewatched it on a plane recently. Yes. <laughs> oh, anyway, fuck. And then today, like, just Mark Zuckerberg's haircut <laughs> alone, you know? It's just like, I'm not, like, you have, these people have people. Donald Trump, he is some, some amount rich. I don't, like, he owes more than I think he is worth, but, like, somebody could be like, yo, honestly, body posture-wise, like, try to not fully turn around. 
and and Mark Zuckerberg, I think, actually has a little bit of money. Um, and so, I don't know how that haircut happened, but if you're trying to be like, I'm trustworthy, but you've just gotten like the strangest haircut. It did make me see, watching him testify, I was like, oh my God, we could make a movie where two army hammers make out with two Timothy Chalamets. <laughs> that was my number one takeaway. You remember The Social Network? Do you remember that movie? Do you remember what I'm talking about? The, the Winklevoss twins were played by two army hammers? Well, actually they weren't. It was like one guy wearing army hammer's face. <laughs> but less like Hannibal Lecter. And <laughs> I've been listening to that as a book on tape while I finished it. Um, <laughs> Call Me By Your Name. Did anybody read it? The book? Oh, wow. Honestly, shame on you. <laughs> disgusting. You're disgusting. What are you doing? <laughs> Leaving your homes. Do you mean to tell me that if you see like really good, like a really good queer movie, you don't like find the source material? Okay, show of hands. Um, who owns Carol the movie? Carol the book? The Price of Salt, different edition, and the audiobook. Okay, wow, that's that's just so just me. I have been listening to Call Me By Your Name, the audiobook, and I got a business call in the middle of it. And honestly, did, did you watch that film? Did anybody here watch that film, Call Me By Your Name? Has anybody heard of a little movie called Call Me By Your Name? Clap if you watched the film. So this should, again, this should be all of you. Oh, really? You didn't all see it? Well, I mean, I'll summarize it for you. Passion, passion, passion. Pan to a tree. Because you can't show men having butt sex. Because then the movie would be gross. <laughs> you need to show people having butt sex, especially gay men, because thanks to the television show Queer as Folk, like, that's the first time I realized, oh my God, you can face each other. Like, prior to watching Queer as Folk, I was just like, I'm really sad for people who use only buttholes because they never get to look at each other's faces. <laughs> but you just have to pick up your legs a little bit more. Yes. Did someone say what? Yes. The butthole is behind but it's connected to the whole thing. It goes through. A lot of times we go, we think back and front, but it's actually a full. <sighs> yeah, oh, so I've been listening to the, I've been listening to the, one thing I love to do is listen to, um, like erotic romantic gay novels while walking around. I love to walk around. It's my favorite thing. I'm like to walk around the neighborhood and I really like to listen to erotic novels while I do it. 
This makes me feel like I'm having a really... It makes me feel like maybe I'm straight. Like, I'm just like, I'm walking around and I'm having an experience in the world. See, when you're queer, a lot of it is like, so So anyway, I just feel like I'm getting something over on all of you and it makes me feel good. Um, but I also really love to listen to this fiction. It's like my fave. And so I was listening to Call Me By Your Name and it is fucking steamy. And it is read on Audible by Army Hammer. So he said, if you want to hear Army Hammer say the word cock a thousand times, or two Army Hammers say it 500 times each. That was such a funny joke. Wow, thank you. No, I agree. You should listen to this book. It's really fucking sexy. I'm like, I was so into it, and then I got a business call in the middle of it and just sounded like I'd been walking up some stairs, you know? Hello? <laughs> just got to that peach part. <laughs> well, I don't know what else I was going to say about that. Something. Y'all don't listen to erotic... Oh, what I was going to say is... I am trying so hard to steer all of my algorithms towards, like, queer shit... Like, all I ever bought, like, literally, Netflix should, there should be somewhere at Netflix, there should just be a person in a room like, God, this account has watched San Junipero a lot. <laughs> like, it's fucking with, like, our, it's fucking with, like, our, like, our algorithm. It's fucking with, like, our data as a whole. Like, our data set is actually, we have to discount this profile because our data set's messed up. Because it, um, it makes it seem like San Junipero is the most popular television <laughs> episode of all time. <laughs> if you factor in the 5,000 times this person has watched it. <laughs> but no matter, how, no matter how I try to like steer my algorithm towards this, I was tweeting about this today. I'll, I'll be like watching like the movie Bound and the movie Call Me By Your Name or whatever and, and then like the... The that's funny. The <laughs> computer will just suggest to me like, clearly you love Italian things. Would you like to watch this garlic bread documentary? And I'm like, no, you're not getting it. <laughs> anyway, we need more queer folks to go into tech so that we like have the data points. Like, how are these movies even listed? Like, how is this not? What is happening for all these people? When I turn on my Netflix, it should just be the four movies that are on Netflix that are gay. <laughs> wow, yeah, I went there. I took down Netflix. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Netflix. With your viral tweet about teachers that was only dudes, even though 78% of teachers are women. <laughs> okay, you didn't see that. Um, sometimes I'm at home composing, like, composing like takedowns where I'm like, I really am like a feminist killjoy. Like that's, that is 100% where I am. Where I'm just like, stop enjoying this! This is patriarchy. <laughs> but it's not joy to me. Do you understand? <laughs> Should be called feminist kill oppression. Full Donald Trump stance. <laughs> he looked like he was doing that thing where you're making out. 
Anyway. Man, do I have it, right? Charismatic. <laughs> Stage presence. Physical comedy. What, what, she trained as an improviser? Yeah, no, totally. And I'm captivating you. And, and you feel overpowered by me, but you're into it. You want to have face-to-face butt sex with me? <laughs> And audience, that's what I want from you, too. Okay. Are you all ready for a great rest of this show? Oh, boy. Well, let's, like, keep that energy, you know, right on rolling. Keep thinking about how, like, all the ways we're going to... We're not doing any of it. Um... And welcome to the stage, a very funny comic. Are you ready for your first comic? Keep it going for Kyle Ayers. Give it up. Oh, yeah. Thanks for coming, guys. Thank you for coming. All right, we're doing good. How's everyone doing? Good? What's up? Boy, who would have thought Mark Zuckerberg was so unlikable? That was crazy. And then Lindsey Graham talked, and I was like, I like that Mark Zuckerberg guy. <laughs> he seems... Who would have thought the guy whose career started when he made a website to rank women on how hot they were so he could get back at one woman who didn't like him? Who would have thought that guy would be unlikable? I just... I didn't see it coming. So first time he ever drank water? Ew, okay, I gotta stop thinking about it. <laughs> it didn't look like he knew how. It's like only drank Voss. Just a big unlabeled Voss water. Um, I'm not, I don't know. I just, I'm pretty new to California. I just moved out here. It's exciting. And I don't know. Okay. (laughs) uh, (laughs) um, Every day since I have lived here, there has been a man in my backyard cutting something in half. Is he allowed to be there? I don't, I'm not, I'm smart enough to know there's a problem, but I'm not smart enough to find the solution. Does that sum up anyone else's existence? (laughs) Every day he's cutting something in half and I'm just, I don't know what, I'm on Google typing in, how early can this man be in my yard, California? Like, do you understand? (laughs) Why do I think narrowing it down will give me the right answer? I'm still in a weird mood. I came here straight from seeing A Quiet Place. I don't want anyone to talk to me after the show. I don't know. Here's what I liked it, and here was it's 90 minutes long. That's how long movies should be. It's 90 minutes long, right? Everything is too long. Every movie is too long. Here's why is any movie longer than Schindler's List? Why, who has the balls to be like, I have a little more to say than that one? <laughs> Schindler's List is three hours long. There are two Transformers movies longer than that. <laughs> two. Two Transformers movies. Michael Bay thought he has had five times as much to say as Steven Spielberg had with Schindler. So someone was like, okay, my, Mr. Bay. I don't think he goes by. He probably goes by. Hey, Mikey. Um, I just am thinking, of, is he... <laughs> Steven Spielberg, it took him three hours to cover the entire scope of human human emotion. 
a story about a man who helped save countless lives in the worst human atrocity of all time. And still, at the end of that, that man was not sure if he could have done more. Why is Transformers longer than that? And Michael Bay's just like, there's a lot of robots. <laughs> Four movies worth of, some of them have beards. I don't, okay. I just can't. There's 11 hours of Lord of the Rings. And there's three hours of Schindler's List. That's a long walk. I don't know why I needed 11 hours. Uh, I have, uh, I think that as human beings, I think we probably give ourselves too much credit as a species. I don't think we're very great. I think, okay, let's talk spirit animals. No animal would agree with you that they are your spirit animal. Do you understand? If animals got wind of the confidence we have earned. I was hanging out and someone asked me what my spirit animal is. And I was just like, oh, definitely wolf. You guys have known me for a minute and you know wolf is bullshit. A minute. If a wolf heard that, he'd be like, wait, Kyle said that? Kyle, Kyle. Kyle got banned from hunting with his family because he kept naming all of the deer. <laughs> I eat flesh. Kyle once Googled how long until ice. <laughs> Not even enough information there to know what he's wrong about. How long until water is ice? How long until Ice Cube gets a new vehicle on television? <laughs> well, I was growing up, I like dinosaurs. But now science won't leave them alone. <laughs> and I don't know if I like them anymore. Scientists keep learning more about dinosaurs. And the more they learn, the more I hate dinosaurs. I wish science would leave them alone. When I was growing up, a dinosaur was perfect. It was a giant lizard with the mysterious death, and it murdered everything. Perfect. Now, every time science learns something, they're a little worse. I don't, this was a real study came out. It said the Tyrannosaurus Rex didn't eat meat and probably had feathers. <laughs> How about fuck science? There's my study. How about that? How about no more science? I'm a Jesus guy now. How about that? <laughs> Jesus said, I hung out with dinosaurs. That's pretty dope. It's just never going to stop. It's going to keep... New scientific study shows the Velociraptor was just two alligators in a trench coat trying to sneak into a movie. It's like, what? Damn, y'all got that from Bones? <laughs> if science wants to ruin something, it should have to present a new mystery. Like a one-in-one-out thing, like a shitty club. Oh, dinosaurs aren't cool anymore? Scientists should have to be like, hey, we found a hat on Mars. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's a San Diego Padres hat. We don't have any more information. Okay. You can soften the dino stance. Throwback hat? I, uh, I grew up in Missouri, and my family's all rednecks. It's... My uncle is the biggest redneck. My uncle has a rule. All daughters will be named after different Almond Brothers songs. That's true. That's true. So my cousins are Jessica and Melissa and Jessica live at the Beacon Theater, 1973. So she's louder and longer than her sisters. I, uh, I, in lots of my jokes, I make fun of redneck people a lot. And... 
I'm kind of judgmental about it, but it's because who I am is, and I've also never been wrong. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> stop judging rednecks. You can't judge them by their cover. I don't know. The cover is the Confederate flag. I could, I don't want to read that book. You know, I don't care how many kids I went to high school with co-wrote it. I've been wrong once. I, okay, I'll tell you about this. I'm gonna get. I was wrong one time. Uh, judge, I was judge this. I was at the show in Springfield, Missouri, and this guy came up to me after the show. He's in a camouflage hat, camouflage shirt, camouflage pants. Uh, he had a Coors Light Tall Boy, uh, even though they didn't sell those there. He just like had his. I think it was his name tag, and he said something to me. I judged him, uh, but then he proved me wrong. But he goes this way. He goes. He goes. Funny man, come here. I do not agree with your politics. He said that, I judged him, but then he kept going. He goes, I do not agree with your politics. But the way you structured your stand-up routine with the quasi-three-act structure, with a through line that allowed me, Reggie, to connect to a young man I may not normally connect to, you took, get off me, Denise. You took me out of who I am as a person, and you allowed me to align with a young man with a background not a kid of mine. I appreciate that. I appreciate you coming here. And then he took a big drink, and he just goes, and fuck it, dude. Jokes is jokes. You a funny little bitch. <laughs> I was like, what just happened? Are you like the ghost of Redneck could be? Like, how did we end up here? Are you my darkest timeline? I picture like Reginald's whole life is this conflicting ideals. He has these conservative values that are ingrained in who he is. But then anytime a remotely progressive idea even floats into his stratosphere, it wrecks his day. And he does not know how to behave. Like, he goes to see a movie, and it ends up being a very progressive movie. Like, he sees, like, like Moonlight, the, the most, like, on accident. He sees Moonlight. <laughs> Cars 3 wasn't out, so he caught the matinee. And he, he, he leaves, and he's just like, I don't know. I do, not, I do not agree with the lifestyle the young man portrayed in that moving picture. But the way the motifs washed over me, like waves on a beach, and the literal three-act structure presented a literal coming-of-age narrative my way, it took me, Reggie, out of who I is as a person and allowed me to align with the young man with the background, not a kid of mine. I appreciate that writer. I appreciate that auteur director, and I appreciate those performances. And then he just takes a drink and sums He's like, and then fuck it, dude. You're on the beach at night. A hand job's a hand job. I don't care who's giving it to you, man. All right, thanks, y'all. Have a good night, everybody. This week's episode of Put Your Hands Together is sponsored by Tomboy X. Tomboy X is worn in my household because they've got everything. From bikinis, briefs, boxer briefs, trunks, and boy shorts to soft bras and racerback bras. They come in everyday basic colors or fun seasonal prints, all with options from extra small to 4X. That's right, the underwear you've been waiting for. So regardless of where you fall on the size or gender spectrum, Tomboy X offers amazing underwear that anybody can feel comfortable in. Go to TomboyX.com slash hands together and you can check out these special bundles and packs that they made just for our listeners. You can also get an extra 15% off when you put in the code hands together. So what? You just get to go to TomboyX.com, put in hands together, get 15% off, ditch whatever you're wearing for a pair of Tomboy X underwear. Give it up for... Oh my god, I'm a, I'm a... I'm seamlessly a prop comic. Did you see that? Did you watch that fucking new... Like a whole new career get born? It was beautiful. That was really beautiful. Are you from now? Look at you. You look like Kyle McLaughlin 20 years ago. You beautiful young people. What has happened to me? 
This is the year that it happened that I got old and when people started having round glasses again, that's what did it. When I was like, no, those are out, those are out. Oh, they're back, oh my God. You know, like it's a whole thing. But you're very cute and pretty and I like your hair and glasses. Um, how are you doing? Yes, how are you? Yes. Um, do you know each other? You live together. You have very, I love your like nearly matching outfits. That's exactly, thank you for knowing what I wanted. Thank you for knowing what I wanted. That's rad. You seem like you're maybe young. Yes? Like, like what age are you? Oh, so yeah, I would say, I would go ahead and say yeah. Y'all are like, I don't know, what's young? This woman come in here asking me if I'm 13 and a half? No, I'm 18. (laughs) No, like, but honestly, and how old are you? Yeah, so like, you're just like 18, man. That was fucking forever ago. I am 22. Look at you, sweeties. What are you going to do with your lives? Tell me, and it has to be right. Whatever you say now, this is a podcast, so you're, you're on the record, and you have to do it. Uh, I'm going to act and make music and maybe direct things. Okay. I guess you have to. What are you going to do? Make a few short films and then give up on it all. <laughs> <laughs> This is great. Like, number one, I I wish you all the success in the world. You seem adorable. But also, you know in the movie version of this, he makes it. (laughs) You're like, I'm an artist! He's like, I gave up! But people want that. They like when you give up. They're like, ooh, he's drawing me in. You know, like, that's the whole thing. (sighs) Well, anyway, thank you for being here. Straight up, and I mean this, like, good luck with the rest of your lives. Couple of sweeties. Uh, you know what? Speaking of sweeties, this next comic, so like just a dear tender heart and hilarious. Let's hear it right now. Welcome to the stage, Darcy Michael. Give it up. Oh, hello. Hi. Hello. Thank you. Don't worry, I don't know who you are either. Um, I, can you guys see my hand shaking? I'm, I'm not nervous, I already got paid. I could give a shit. I, I've been here for a week, and a week ago I went and tried bulletproof coffee. Uh, do you know what it is? If you don't, it's where you take coconut oil and you blend it with coffee and you digest it, and somehow, the way the caffeine attaches to the oil, you spend all day just fucking jacked. <laughs> sitting on the toilet shitting yourself. Like, I don't know how this set's gonna end, but I have a feeling it's gonna be abrupt. Just a slow walk back, all right? Anything to lose the last 10 pounds, right, ladies? I'm kidding, I've been in WeHo for a week. Anything to lose the last 85 pounds? I'm feeling pretty self-conscious this week, guys. I'm, uh, I am gay. I'm into dudes, mainly because it's trendy. Uh, I just wanted to be a part of something, you know? 
it's weird being gay uh, in the world right now. Like, especially like when you're gay, you're always having to come out, right? And I always feel like whenever I come out to audiences, I should have some like profound statement to justify who I am. But I'm a regular dude, you know? I like smoking weed, watching hockey, eating chicken wings. It's just afterwards, I'm like, there's something missing. You know? For the longest time, I thought it was more ranch dip. Turns out it was dick. Like, oh my God, the money I've wasted on ranch dip. Oh my God, the money I could have spent on dick. <laughs> I'm married too. I'm one of those gays that got married. Uh, I, I'm Canadian. We got married the first year it was legalized in Canada. So we just had our 14th anniversary uh, like a month ago. Yeah, I guess. Thanks. That means I've had sex 14 times, if you're counting. And I am counting. Uh, yeah, congratulations. They finally found a way to get us to stop fucking each other. Fuck equality. Um, we didn't take each other's last names when we got married, and that pissed our families off. They didn't think we were committed to each other, but he didn't want my last name, because my last name's Michael, and he's like, I don't want a first name for a last name. I'm like, yeah, welcome to my hell. Uh, it is, it's fucking terrible. Like, if I'm on the phone with customer service for something, and they're like, your last name, sir? I'm sh like, sure, it's Michael, M-I-C-H, your last name. I'm like, bitch, I know the answer. You're the one that asked. So he didn't want my name. I sure as fuck didn't want his. I'm not making this up, okay? My husband's last name is Bear. And you can't, you can't look like me and be Darcy Bear. Like, oh, let's go steal some picnic baskets, everybody. You know, like, especially as a gay comedian named Darcy Bear. I'm sorry. All my shows would be at leather bars, right? I don't work where I play. Um... <laughs> It's true. We're at this weird stage, too. A couple, a couple that we were, like, super tight with, they got married the same year as us. They just got divorced six months ago, and now they're both in the best shape of their lives. So we're thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. uh, it might be worth it. We did try going on a diet together last summer. It did not last. No couple should try to live together hangry at the same time. <laughs> You know, like, and we didn't pick any, like, fad diet or anything. We just picked this diet. You just count your calories, and when you're done your calories for the day, you go to bed. So I was going to bed at, like, noon. I was well-rested. You know, I felt fine. And then after the first week, you get to have a cheat day, right? So he went and ordered himself a huge pizza. I went and fucked a dude. I thought it was okay. A little bit of a miscommunication, apparently. A little bit. A little bit. We have a daughter, too. We have a daughter. She's, uh, she just turned 18. Uh, and uh, it's weird. When she was younger, like, people always assume because we're gay and we have a child that we adopted, but we just found her at a Walmart. Uh, <laughs> they have everything there. When she was younger, though, we didn't really know, you know, like, how to address the whole gay thing. We wanted to wait till she was older. She could really understand it. But when she was six, she came home from school one day and walked right up to us with this stern look on her face. And she goes, are you too gay? And we both just looked at each other. We were like, no. <laughs> we're Scientologists. 
she's fun. She started university this year. She we moved her into the dorm this year. It was like a huge moment for us, you know, like moving her into. Uh, she was going to Simon Fraser University, and like we were babies when we were raising her. We were twenty one when we had her, right? And so like it was a huge moment for all of us. And I was getting a little emotional moving her in, and so they kicked me out of the room because they're fucking robots. Uh, and I I never went to university, right? So I was so excited for her, and I I was in the dorm room, and I left, and I went into the men's room to just kind of wash my face and I was expecting a bathroom and I walk in and it was just open showers and there were just three dudes showering naked <laughs> so I live at Simon Fraser University now it was actually a really conflicting moment because like one half of my brain was like they're your daughter's age and the other half is like maybe she can introduce you I'm the only one in my family that has kids. My sister, she's older than me. She, uh, she got married, and her and her husband decided not to have kids. Instead, they adopted a dog to treat like a child. Uh, it's the worst thing in the world that's happened to our family, all right? I love all dogs except for this asshole. She, first of all, she got a Boston Terrier. I'm sorry. They are the aliens of dogs, all right? Their eyes stick out three inches from their head. They're always panting like they have a secret they can't tell you. You know, like... I have anxiety issues. I'm looking at this dog like, what do you know that I don't know? <laughs> so she was going away for a week and we had to look after this little asshole, right? And I was like, fine, whatever. We go to her house. No word of a lie. She has left us a three-page letter of instructions for her dog. And I was like, are you kidding? My brother will drop off his kids to my house. I don't even think he leave, like slows the car down, all right? He's just like, see you Monday, you know? Once one of them was teething and he didn't tell us on purpose, okay? He was like, you wouldn't have taken them. We had to Google it. Apparently, if you have a teething baby, you can take brandy and rub it on their gums and it numbs the pain. Little side note. We tried it, it didn't do shit. Three Jager bombs and a paralyzer worked like a charm. So we're looking after this little asshole dog, and the first morning I wake up to what I can only describe as the strength of a thousand men pushing on either side of my temple. And I open my eyes, and this little alien is holding my temple with his front paws, licking my forehead, fucking my chin. <laughs> fucking my chin. I was raped awake by a Boston Terrier. And I call my sister, I'm yelling at her about it, and she's like, well, what time was that at? I'm like, what time? What does that even fucking matter? It was seven in the goddamn morning, and she's like, well, the note says he has to pee at five. This is your fault. I'm like, bitch, it's 2018, and you're victim-blaming me? Anyways, long story short, we learned last week that three Jager bombs and a paralyzer will actually kill a Boston Terrier. Thank you guys so much. Have a great night. This week's episode of Put Your Hands Together is sponsored by Care.com. Care.com is a one-stop internet shop where you can figure out how to hire pet sitters, nannies, housekeepers, dog walkers, senior care, tutors, errand runners, and more all in one place. If you need child care while you're at work, if you need a dog sitter to come by your house and take your dog out, Care.com has information on great local caregivers that you can grab 
Don't grab the caregivers, but grab the information today. You just go get a free basic membership. You can start searching through your local caregivers, or if you upgrade to a premium membership, you can reach out to the caregivers, schedule interviews, pay for care online, or through the app. As somebody who has a dog and also an apartment that needs cleaning, uh, the idea that I could find information on both of those things in the same spot really appeals to me. So I will be checking out care.com. And I think you should too, especially because you can save 30% off a care.com premium membership when you visit care.com slash hands and subscribe. That's care.com slash hands. Get your stuff done. Give it up for Darcy. You know, we are going to keep the show right on rolling. Uh, this next comic, one of my faves. You are going to love this person. I I hope you haven't yet seen this person perform, because then this is like going to be a wonderful treat for you. Because uh, one of my faves. Let's hear it right now for Kate Berlant. Give it up for Kate. <laughs> Keep it going for Kate Berlant. Also, just like as a sidebar, like very good smelling hair, Kate, if you can still hear me. It's fucking awesome. Smells great, Kate. Great smelling hair on that on that comic. <sighs> well, how are you? How are you two doing? You've been so smiley and laughing a lot. It seems like you've been really having a great time. How was your day? Yeah, what did you do today? Uh, I work. Uh-huh, what do you do? Uh, I do theater. Oh, ooh. Oh, that's great. What's the show for kids? Like, what do you do? What is the show about? Oh, my God. You do a reading show for kids? What a sweetie. You could be that. Think about that. What about you? How was your day? Yeah? You had a day off. That's right. Fuck. Teaching kids to read through plays. I'm going outside. It's beautiful and 90. Which is worrisome, to be honest. Um, what did you do with your day off? Um, I slept in. Uh-huh. We went to gym. What? But you were at your job. It's a short job. It's a short job. <laughs> Y'all went to the gym. That's cool. The, would, what, did you, what were you working on today? You do? Where? In Los Angeles? What? How high did you get? All the way up? What's, how tall is it? Do you know? Oh boy, 40, 50, see, she's upped it. No, say 50. I think I would be scared of that. I'm a little scared of heights. Literally so? Who did the tying? Me? I don't fucking trust that guy. Plus you're tied in, but you're straight up dangling. Admit it! Admit you're dangling! Yeah, you dangle. No, I mean, I have a lot of respect for you. I think that's a cool hobby. Like, I think it's rad that that's what you do. I, I, 
you know, I mean, I'm really kind of a cool person, and um, <laughs> in my 20s, I was, cir- I was a circus ringmaster. I know, that's that you should make that noise. <gasps> like that, that was right. And, but my job was, I was the ringmaster of the circus, so I just talk out of my mouth. They tried to train me in some of the acrobatics, but I went to like one, pra- I went to like one time to go with the other acrobats and was like, oh, I know, it's hard though. I don't like that it's hard. And in the air. And I would prefer to be talking on my legs. But they used to do like all manner of, you won't even believe this, I have a roommate when I was working with the circus. Do you know what her job was? You probably, you daredevils probably think this is very cool. Her job was, she's a hair hanger. (laughs) Do you know what that means? That means that you tie your hair in a little knot. It's family secret. That's how you learn how to do the knot. And then there's a motor that hoists you by your hair. 50 to 80 feet in the air. I'm just guessing. I don't know how tall it And then you spin around up there. Anyway, that's another thing that's scary. Let's hear it for these two. They're great. Maybe we'll get over here. I don't know. But so far, a lot of good stuff. So the pressure's on this area. You gotta bring up something that lets me tell a loosely related story about my own life. Okay. Friends, two comics left. Wow. Two comics left. It's gone so fast. Oh, you're so sad. I wish it was more, you say. But... Flip it around. Be happy about the two comics you have let yet to see. I am in rare form. Are you ready for your pen ultimate comic? Well, please welcome to the stage Ray Sonny. Give it up. Come on. Okay, like humans. Um, when did you actually move to Los Angeles? Uh, the last week of January. Um, and it is currently April. I had to like take a minute. No, I don't even try to count it. I think it. you can sit on this thing. I don't know. Um, yeah. I don't even like try to count the months because, I don't know, I feel like I'm suspended in this timeless space. Because you moved out here for work? Yes. Or like... Yeah, because I moved out here for work, and uh, I've never lived anywhere other than Brooklyn, ever. Whoa! So this is, like, huge for me, and it feels like a fantasy almost, and so I'm kind of letting it sit that way so that I don't have to take on the things I don't necessarily like about this place, like... Personally, I can. It doesn't have to be like I have these criticisms about my home. It's like, oh, I am noticing this wild thing about this wild place. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I also think that like, I don't know. I mean, I've only I've only lived here for five and a half years. So like, take totally. this with that's as, like forever. <laughs> well, take this with as any grains of salt that you want. But like, I actually think this is a city with good people in it. Sure. 
And I think that if you're comparing it as a city to New York or Chicago, where I'm from, uh, you're like always going to fail because it's not a city like that. Right, right. So you just have to like. It's a collection of towns. Yeah, exactly. And it's like a, also a collection of like talent. So mm -hmm. you like come out here, you kind of, I think, um, find the. You're like sifting through. It's a sure. really different vibe. Like I just it was in Chicago and I was like vibe. sitting. Um, just at like a diner looking outside and watching foot traffic and being right, like right I miss this foot traffic yeah people yeah. hustle and bustle around and they're visible and um yeah there's like an immense loneliness I feel that sounds very sad but I've been more alone with my brain than I have in a very long time and that is like a thing to get used to it's weird because even while everything is happening all the time in New York I never feel pressure to make something happen the way that I feel here because you're only like you're only alone or my experience has been that I'm alone and so now I'm aware of all the things that I can consume that somebody else made and then I feel guilty about not having made anything myself especially being in this place where everything can be made you know so it's like a weird um, transition I feel you. I feel like... No, it's not. It's supposed to be humans. Okay. Uh, it's not supposed to be funny. Um, I feel you. I mean, I think that's actually like a good analysis okay. of the city. Like, okay. I think you're right. I think it is a pretty lonely place. And I also think that you can be pretty, like, left with your thoughts. Yep. You can be pretty left with your achievements. Yep. And, like, that's not a full life, you know? Like, that feeling of, like, what have I achieved? That's right, not, right. like, living. Um, no, you're just, like, racking up... Okay, this goes on my resume, this goes on my resume. Yeah, I don't feel free. I don't feel at ease, if that makes any sense. But I want to, because you would think, like, I am very grateful that if I'm going to be depressed, at least it's not cold outside. <laughs> and so yeah. I really, really like that part. Right. But everything else is like, oh, gosh. No, I feel you. I think it's like... You gotta find your people, but you've only been here for, like, a couple months, yeah. so that's totally reasonable that you haven't. Right. And then also, like, that's why people have, like, dogs out here. Right. That's why people, like, go hiking um, and stuff. They're married. Everyone's married. Everyone's Isn't that weird? That is so bizarre. I'm, I, like, I'm 30. I moved from a place where, oh, like nobody's married. 10 years off. Yeah. And then I'm here, and people are not just in long-term relationships. They are married, and they're not married, like... Oh, let's rush to get married so then we can have kids. It's like, oh, no, we're going to be cooling out and being married for four or five years before we even think about a kid. And I'm like, what is happening? Do you know what it is? It's because um, comedy isn't an art here. It's an, okay. it's an industry. Okay. You know what I mean? So, like, sh Chicago and New York are really similar in that, like... When you do, like, stand-up there, you're a weird artist. Right. All of your friends are weird artists. Right. Everybody's, like, a dirtbag. They barely have enough money <laughs> for, like, so an apartment. They're, like, true. scrapping together. You don't have, like, achievements that are at all within, like, normative American right, where culture. you can comfortably sit or I can pay for private school now. Yeah. Or, like, no, I can like, all of that is... Right. And also, like, the jobs, it's... Like, there aren't as many industry-supported jobs. Yeah, so, like, of course. people just make... Little Net bit. less money, right. like all the you totally right artists. about that. And then so the cost like of living is still really high. New York and Chicago are different that way. Like okay. Chicago is actually pretty cheap, so you can even oh. coast on that vibe for like oh. ever. Like okay. that's the other thing. You could stay there and be like, 
I actually don't ever need to make more money than this. <laughs> this is fine. Right. Um, but I think it's like, you know, it's um, there's a lot of growing up when you were right. here. Yeah, no, I felt I like I had this like is the oldest. I, I had like so old. delayed adolescence. Yes, from like same. I was you know, just like my parents live in Brooklyn, like perm adolescence. Like if if I got broke or if I didn't live someplace or something, I could always. Go. My mom is mailing me food. Like my mom is like <laughs> shipping me my mail. Like yeah, I've I had hear to you. be like a grown up for three months, and I hadn't had to be for thirty years, and that is like an insane thing to like you know think and feel and I mean I I will like it I think I just don't like change I'm easily unsettled I'm a creature of habit but it is fun and every time I've gone out and done stand up and let myself feel good I've felt good so I just have to make a more conscious decision every time this week's episode of put your hands together was sponsored by Kantabulu Brothers. Yes, Hari Kantabulu. You know him from Put Your Hands Together. And his brother, Ishak, have a new podcast here on Earwolf. It's called Kantabulu Brothers. You can check out the first episodes for free on the podcast app right now. Or you could subscribe to Kantabulu Brothers in Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or on your favorite podcast app. And just keep tuning in. You might know... Hari from our show Put Your Hands Together but his brother is also a former member of the rap group Das Racist so it's like these are cool people oh enjoy it keep it going for Ray that was so funny your blood gets real thin that's how you that's why after you get ruined because it's so hot here your blood gets real thin then you can't go anywhere else that's not here Welcome to Los Angeles. Long sleeves in a 90 degree weather. Then try to go to Chicago where it's 30. You're just fucked. You're just fucked. You're bu- you just, you just, you just, you're just ruined, guys. We're all just ruined. Oh, is anybody from like the Midwest or the East Coast somewhere cold? I'm from somewhere cold. Like, yeah, yeah. Where are you from? Kansas City. Kansas City, yeah. I, f- I just was home in Chicago and like it's, the same temperature it was when I lived there. Yeah. And everybody's walking around going like, like, good day to you. And I'm just like, fuck! <laughs> I'm not even mad about it. I can't make a, my, the inside of my body is an icicle. And I also don't, I no longer, I like, I did a really genius thing when I moved here. I just went like, well, I'll never need you, bunch of jackets and coats. <laughs> it's not like I travel for a living all seasons of the year. I just like threw everything away or like gave it away or whatever. So I just, now I just wear like a thousand layers of jean jackets. <laughs> just like ever expanding jean jackets. <laughs> and then the outer one is like, ooh, surely, you know, but it's, I'm freezing. I'm really cold. So we'll see. We'll see. Oh, friends, we got one comic left. He is the best. Just like, just such a great person to end a show ball of energy hilarious let's hear it right now for guy Bronham. give it up right now um man begin by saying uh if you are mad at los angeles for not having seasons please leave <laughs> i've had enough of this i've had enough of people being like, oh, back in Kansas City, fuck you. 
I don't need seasons. I've seen a leaf fall. Um, I have seen uh, like a, a daisy sprout forth. I don't need that to happen every year in my life. What I would like is 10 months of spring and then like two months of excruciatingly hot summer after the summertime has technically ended. I want spring to be the entire year and then an excruciating October. Um, On the subject of Midwesterners in Los Angeles, I would just like to say to all of the the happy little proud heterosexual boys who came from somewhere in the central or mountain time zones who wear their proud Iowa t-shirts and talk about how much cooler and realer things there are. They talk about how easy it is to buy uh, a house there. I I would say go back. Go back. Oh, you thought you wanted to be an actor and it's not really working out for you. Go back. I don't have another option. (laughs) The tiny farm town near Sacramento that I come from does not want me. I don't have anywhere else to be. Um, Seasons are overrated. And you're probably like, oh, but rain guy, we need rain. No. I'm doing fine without rain. (laughs) And you're like, but what about the drought? To which I would reply, we will steal water from Sacramento. (laughs) It rains a shit ton in Sacramento and no one cares. Not even Greta Gerwig, who loves Sacramento. (laughs) Broy guy, where are you from? Virginia. Go back. I'm sure there are a lot of horses. I'm sure you can have heterosexual sex with someone who would be less attractive than the person you would have heterosexual sex with here. But still, you can afford to have children there. (laughs) I'm so disgusted by heterosexual sex. It's just, it's so functional. It's just so, oh, let's perform this operation and then a biological occurrence will happen. It's about something. I don't... I know... What's your name? Pyung. Pyung? I'm sure, Pyung, that you think that gay sex is, like, disgusting or gross or whatever. But I would like to say, first of all, I don't take the products of my sex and carry them around for people to look at. Oh, we're having a I jizzed in her party. Come look at the lump that came out. And I would say, Pyong, that... And I'm, am I correct in assuming that you are heterosexual? I'm saying that um, your sex is a base biological function, and my sex has no purpose. It is art. It exists for its own sake. Um, on the way here, I drove past... Uh, a car that was on fire on Beverly and it was exhilarating. (laughs) Thank God. This is like, we all have to like know in our heads that we are living in a post-apocalyptic hellscape but then still, there's still a crate and barrel at the Grove. Um, And that burning car just really clarified things for me. Um, Here's my biggest problem with the Fairfax district. On the one hand, 
we are constantly driving past young people who are waiting in line at stores so that they can buy tennis shoes and then sell them to people in sadder places that Pyong is from <laughs> who do not have access to those fancy shoes, right? At the same time, it is our traditionally Orthodox Jewish neighborhood. And my reaction to that as a Jew is, hey, buying things, marking them up desperately and then bringing them to people who do not have access to them, shouldn't that be our thing? Why are there no Orthodox Jews waiting for those cool sneakers so that they can make a nice profit off of them? Yes, we cornered the diamond market a hundred years ago. What's next? <laughs> you guys did not like that joke as much as I do. <laughs> I know probably in this era of returning anti-Semitism, you're like, I don't know if I'm allowed to laugh at that joke. <laughs> to which I would reply, fair. <laughs> so as I was saying, the hard thing about... Um, the current like political situation is we are not yet in a dystopian future, but we also aren't in real history anymore. <laughs> we are somewhere in between. We are when they were deciding where the district boundaries would be in Panem. We are <laughs> in the period of time when they decided what color the betas will wear. Like we're we're in between real history. And this, this new terror, and it's hard to know exactly how you're supposed to think about things. Like, is this just another bad Republican administration? Or will I eventually go on a train to a camp where I will be dealt with as the problem that I am? Um, this isn't going well. Um, <laughs> and I realize that as a, a, a shouty liberal gay Jew, I am not the person who is most likely to be affected by this problem, but I am also not the least likely. Um, and it is important to focus on like the upside of, of the situation, because if this does turn into a situation where people start getting put on trains and going to camps, it does significantly increase the likelihood that someone would win an Academy Award for playing me. <laughs> I want you to think about the sheer amount of weight gain and loss a person would have to go through to play me in a concentration camp. <laughs> How could you deny them an Academy Award? <laughs> All right, I wasted a lot of time. But before I go, there are a lot of people who like to talk shit about basic white girls. Like, we, that's, the, that's the brand of misogyny that we're fun and excited about now. If we add a racial element into it, we can talk shit about women being frivolous, and we don't have to feel bad about it. Um, and I would like to say that I respect and trust basic white girls, because they are an important engine of our economy. <laughs> what is your name? Zoe, pretty name for a pretty face. Zoe, how old are you? If you're fucking 17, leave. I don't even know what to do. You, you don't remember when people could walk to the plane with you. Um, 
So Zoe, I was going to do some audience participation, but frankly, right now, you just need to be focusing on your SATs. <laughs> how's your verbal? <laughs> Zoe, how's your verbal? <laughs> are we talking six plus? Or are we talking six minus? You graduated early, so you don't have to take standardized tests. <laughs> Zoe, you're at a comedy show in Hollywood on a school night. Something's going wrong. <laughs> all right. Zoe, all I meant to say is that like, basic white girls are an important engine of our economy. Five years ago, a bottle of juice cost $2.50. <laughs> now it costs $30. <laughs> I paid $12.50 for some lemonade that had charcoal in it, which just a number of years ago would have been a mistake at a barbecue. <laughs> and now it is an exciting product that I pay a premium for. And none of this would be possible without girls named Becky and Samantha. Um, and then I would say something about avocado toast, which is really just repetitive. So my conclusions are, Becky. No, Zoe. <laughs> Zoe, hey, I am so much older than Zoe, I have forgotten more Zoes than Zoe has met in her life. <laughs> Zoe, you need to work on those standardized tests. You can pretend, you can, no, look at me. <laughs> you can pretend like you avoided this problem in your life, but you haven't, and it will always be important to be able to take a test with four multiple choice options, okay? You need to get on that. And Pyung, if you ever decide that having sex with people with vaginas is no longer for you, I'm around. Thank you very much and good evening. A lot covered, a lot covered. Oh, good job. You graduated early. I'm just guessing that it's you because you seem like you're turning into a Donald Trump, Donald Trump pose of like, <laughs> you're a smart kid. Yeah. Like you're like a smart person. That's why you graduated early. You're like, you've got your shit together. You, did you take standardized tests? Look, look, we're all doing our fucking best. <laughs> Can I ask who decided whether or not you got to graduate early? It's really great. Like, was it a parent that schooled you? And then you were like, can I just stop? And they were like, honestly, yeah. Like, I'm tired of this too. Oh. You seem rad. I'm very proud of you. Good job. Well, friends, that is our show. Let's hear it for everybody you saw tonight. to be here. I'm going to be gone for a couple weeks, but Rhea will be back next week, so come back for that show and I'll see you soon. Thanks, friends. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap. Your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. 
This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season 3 has just begun, with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, Season 3 is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Fake nuts. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season 3 of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.